Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story is animal news. <laughs> this is from NPR. Scientists are adding a new creature to a list of giant prehistoric animals that were previously unknown. The Heracles inexpectus, a supersized <laughs> parrot estimated to have been as tall as a small human child, oh. was discovered by Australian researchers in New Zealand, according to a study published in Biology Letters. Bones of the bird, somewhere between 16 and 19 million years old, were discovered in a now extinct lake in St. Bathans in 2008, but the fossilized um, bones, which were essentially like the bird's drumsticks, <laughs> according to this, <laughs> sat on some shelf for nearly a decade before a graduate student took a closer look. She realized the bones had been misidentified as an enormous, possibly human-eating eagle, which for some reason wouldn't have been groundbreaking in the ornithological world, <laughs> Oh, um, according to the grad student Trevor Worthy. That's comforting. Uh, the, or no, that's the study's, the study's lead researcher. Um, instead, Worthy figured out the leg bones are evidence of the largest parrot known to science, now nicknamed Squawkzilla. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. It's Th fine. That's what they did. Um, the realization that these were parrots was astonishing because nowhere has such a large parrot been found before, Worthy said. Prior to his discovery, New Zealand's Kakapo was believed to be the largest. So it's another kind of parrot. I think I've heard of that before. I think that's how you pronounce it, kakapo, with like K's. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, the research team concluded the flightless parrot weighed 15 pounds and stood about three feet tall. That's terrifying. Could it speak it's English? It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> and they could tell from the fossils <laughs> that it knew human language. Before humans no, even existed. True, yeah. <laughs> um, the study notes gigantism is not uncommon on islands, and specifically New Zealand, uh, where scientists have been digging up remains of, of oversized animals since the early 19th century, including giant moa, which were wiped out after humans arrived there in the 14th century. Isn't that like a big, I like a flightless bird? I think, I believe so. Kind of like a dodo sort of deal? Yeah, I think so. I did not look that up before this, so I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Um, Allison Schultz, associate curator of ornithology at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County, told NPR that the Heracles story fits the pattern of what has happened to bird species over the ages. They get to an island, lose the ability to fly, and get really big. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so these giant parrots couldn't fly either? Supposedly. Huh. And I have a artist rendering of this, of this parrot next to some, like, normal birds. And it's like pretty much what you'd expect. It's just like a giant. Yeah, it's a giant parrot. That's very large. You know, with a three a three foot tall parrot. Yeah, that would be pretty um, terrifying to run into. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be like scared of it though. I mean, I don't know. Would it be terrifying? Maybe it would. I don't know because I've never seen one this big. But I've like, never I've never seen a bird that big. I don't know. Like, I think a cassowary is kind of a scary bird. Mm. Like those, but I guess that would be bigger. I guess like. 
par- the head of a parrot isn't scary to me. Like it's not like That's menacing fair. looking it versus look like, like it doesn't like look like eagles a dinosaur. And stuff. Yeah, like a lot of the other mm-hmm. like the raptors and stuff do. Yes, I think the birds that have more of that like dinosaur-y kind of head are mm-hmm. more like, scary when they're big. Parrots just like, look parrots a little dopey. Like, yeah, it's just like hi. <laughs> <laughs> Again, fluent in English, <laughs> right? <laughs> Polly wanna cracker. And Polly will get a cracker. (laughs) (laughs) My first story is health news. This is from Engadget. Researchers find way to measure blood pressure with a selfie video. Whoa. No way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In the near future, you might not have to go to your doctor or pharmacy to determine your blood pressure. Researchers have figured out a way to accurately measure it with your phone's camera. University of Toronto developmental psychologist Kang Lee and his postdoctoral researcher uh, Paul Zhang developed a technology called transdermal optical imaging, or TOI. It works by taking into account the fact that our facial skin is translucent. Optical sensors on smartphones can capture red light reflected from hemoglobin under our skin, which allows the new technology to visualize and measure changes in blood flow. Whoa. Which is so cool. Um... The researchers used the tech to analyze two-minute selfie videos of 1,328 adults that were captured with an iPhone camera. Uh, compared with standard methods of determining blood pressure, they were able to, de- to measure three types of blood pressure with around 95% accuracy. Whoa! Which is a really, really good number to yes. like, for, for like a novel technology like this. Yeah. Um, the team eventually hopes to track other health attributes with, with the tech. Uh, including blood glucose levels, hemoglobin, and cholesterol. Uh, They did not go into detail about how they would do that. Uh, But uh, the tech does need some extra research to make it more accurate, according to Lee. Uh, The vast majority of study participants were of East Asian or European descent, and it didn't include people with very dark or very fair skin, so it will need more testing with more diverse participants before it can be determined if it's useful for everyone. And obviously that's going to factor into like what the translucency of the skin and how much it can, de- like the mm-hmm. camera can get it, uh, can determine. And also they apparently only tested with iPhones. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> going to have to diversify the phones as well. Yeah. But I think that's pretty cool. That is so cool. I like, I never would have thought to do that. I don't know. Like I didn't realize it's it's, unique, it was something you could do. Interesting idea. Well, I, I yeah, I didn't think that it would you'd be able to pick up information to correlate that, you know, right. like from You look at somebody's skin. face and you don't see like blood flowing through it. That no, would be No, I mean unless terrifying. they're unless they're like really upset and their face gets all red or something right. like that. And I, like, oh, you I mean, your my blood pressure went up. I was angry maybe and your face is red. maybe like extreme cases you might be able to visually see it but right how but can apparently it's that it's it distinct enough that the, the camera can pick it up wow yeah 95 percent accuracy i mean you can't really argue with those results i wonder if it matters like if you're wearing makeup does that change the results oh probably just be, like foundation and stuff it? would literally be an extra layer yeah on top of your skin interesting hmm. there's a weakness yeah there's well, it sounds like there's a couple weaknesses <laughs> oh yeah there's other ones too yeah um, anyway, thought, that's yeah, super cool. That's super a cool. Really cool. And it's like a novel use for existing technology, which yeah. is which is always cool. Love that stuff. Yeah. All right. My next story is also health news. 
and this is from The Atlantic. Also, okay, before I read this story, I'm going to say that if you're, like, squeamish about weird, like, medical things, Uh you might want to skip over this one. I can't. But you can't. I'm sorry, because I'm going to tell you. But (laughs) if you're listening and, and, like, that makes you uncomfortable, there's some things. No, you keep listening. If I have to go through this, you do, too. Okay. Recently, a group of oral surgeons in Chennai, India, released a case report describing an already rare phenomenon at its most extreme. A young boy, just seven years old, was being treated for jaw pain last month when clinicians realized he had 547 teeth. What? The most ever counted in one person. I'm going to tell you how. They were like all in one place. It wasn't like all over the mouth. It was like one. So... (laughs) What? Doesn't the, the boy- average adult have like 32 or yeah, something? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, go so, ahead. Um, the boy uh, only ever had a standard child set of 20 or so teeth visible to the naked eye. And it, it does say here the average adult has 32 teeth. Um, his parents first noticed a small lump pushing up against his right cheek when their son was three. Um, when they took him to the doctor, he like refused to sit still for exams though. Cause he was like a little kid. So they didn't treat it until he was seven. They actually brought him to like a dental hospital and the lump had grown. Like he had this golf ball sized lump in his mouth. And so, um, last month he went through like a surgery to like open it and they found 526 small teeth in, in the growth. Um, and what apparently this type of it, this is a known thing. Like, it's called an odontoma. Not to me. An odontoma. It's a non-cancerous growth that can form in some children, like during the years of tooth development. Okay. Where, um, and then it kind of explains like the science, science, like what happens is basically like as your jaw is like forming, part of the cells in it kind of go haywire and they don't like stop when they're supposed to stop, and you can get like a growth with like extra teeth. Okay. But the uh. thing, so this is a known thing. It's like kind of rare, but it's a known thing. But the thing is that like. Normally when this happens, it's like there's five teeth in it or something like that. Not, not 500. Not 500. Yeah. And the previous record for the number of teeth found in a single odontoma was 232. Wow. So and this one was blew over. that yes, out of the water. This was over 500. It's insane. Um, so some people uh. call these microdonts or denticles or toothless or like because the, the, they're not like the same size. They're not <laughs> like. Denticles is very funny to me for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't like read that out loud before this. So now that I'm hearing it out loud, I agree with you. That's a really funny word, but <laughs> denticles. <laughs> um, they're, they're, um, they're not like full sized. They're just like right. little, little ones. That, but would, still, that would be incredibly that would be impossible horrifying. And horrifying, but it would just not fit. But like, it, like that's, but it still has like layers, like a tooth. You know, there's like an enamel and like, they still have that. They're just like really, really small. Really tiny ones. Um, so... Yeah, so basically, this is saying that any any case that has where they find more than thirty of the thing, tentacles in one of those things <laughs> is like enough to make its way into like medical journals and like as a news story and stuff. If it's over thirty, and this kid so, had five hundred, yeah, plus, that one is, which is like a bit of, so it just blew that. away the records for this, and the that scientists are just like, "What happened? This kid was seven. <sighs> so it's like." Wow. So this that is like, was just a weird anomaly that no it's one's like ever seen that, before. Uh, that scary story is telling the dark story where like the girl has the insect bite on her 
uh, like oh, on her cheek yeah. and like a bunch of spiders come out of it. Yes. But this is like with teeth. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and like, I don't, don't know which is worse. movies about this? Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't. Like, I feel like this is probably the plot of a horror movie somewhere. Like some if really. If it's not, it could be. Indie, like horror movie. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway, they removed it. The kid's fine. The kid, yeah. But uh, yeah. Very weird. Denticles. <laughs> Denticles. My next story is food news. This is from Thrillist.com. Weed-infused Arizona iced tea drinks and products are on the way. Wow. You didn't know you needed those. I didn't. And I guess I, I still don't need them. Uh, major brands like Carl's Jr. and Ben & Jerry's have already been getting in on the action of cannabis-infused products. And now the maker of Arizona Iced Tea has announced it's ready to go all in on weed-infused products wow. as well. <laughs> so wow. that's happening. Uh, the brand behind the ubiquitous 99-cent cans of iced tea somehow yep. still 99 cents. Yeah, how? I don't know. I don't know, but I appreciate it. Cheaper than water. Uh, and uh, other various juices are teaming up with a cannabis company in an effort to enter the marijuana-laced product market. <laughs> They find like a million ways to say marijuana in products, including marijuana. Yeah. Um, this is according to a new report by the Wall Street Journal. Officials told the Wall Street Journal that Arizona will likely start with vape pens and gummies. Don't know why they're not uh, starting with what they know. Yeah. Um, but they'll eventually branch out into teas, lemonade, soda, coffee, and possibly seltzer. Which, sel- weed infused seltzer? seltzer? Like, why? Why? <laughs> Uh, because weed is only legalized in certain states, under the steel, Dixie Brands, which is a Denver-based cannabis company, they're the one that they're uh, pairing okay. up with, will manufacture the products in each state where they'll be sold and then sell them through licensed dispensaries. So they okay. have to jump through some hoops to make this happen. Yeah. And I just want to end with this quote from uh, Don Voltagio, which is a great name, uh, Arizona's chairman and CEO. He just said, you've got to be willing to try things. Okay. Okay. Right? I love that like can-do attitude. Yeah. Like, hey, we're just going to go gonna for this. We're just going to try it. Let's like, just try it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. The article also points out that uh, uh, they're the first like big uh, beverage company outside of uh, Lagunitas Brewing, which uh, did a California-only re- release of a THC-infused sparkling, quote, hop water last year. I don't know why they didn't call it beer. beer? Isn't that what hop water <laughs> is? <laughs> Yeah, that's beer. I mean, unless it wasn't Are they fermented. getting around some kind of, like, law about the naming of products or something? I mean, can you really do that just by the naming? It? Yeah. By you're probably that. right. You're probably I mean, right. But it's that's like, my if best it's still guess. beer, it's, like, it is no, what you, it is. You're it's not, not fooling anybody, Lagunitas. Hop water. Hop water. Pshaw. <laughs> Might as well call wine grape, grape water. water. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, grape juice and, like. No. Nope, we already have that. That's already we a don't thing. have grape. We have grape water, though. We also have grape water. Grape water. Yes. Remember grape water? I do remember grape water. It's so weird. Yeah. After grape after water. I learned about it, after I learned about it here, that's I started seeing it everywhere too. Oh, really? Yeah. I have not seen it everywhere. Oh. <laughs> I still only saw it that one day, and I haven't seen it other places. Baby grape water. <laughs> Baby grape water. <laughs> Anyway. So this is going to be adult grape water. <laughs> yes. Hop water. You've got to be willing to try things. All right. My third story is science news. 
from Gizmodo. Again, I know we did this a couple times last week, too. <laughs> yeah. um, but this one's not as long as te- or as technical. <laughs> <laughs> Just a warning in advance. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. All right. Good news, science folk. <laughs> Most okay. of America thinks you're pretty okay and worth listening to. According to a new report out last Friday by the Pew Research Center, a majority of Americans trust scientists and to a greater degree than any other public-facing profession. What's more, the country's confidence in scientists has actually increased in the past few years. Honestly, that's pretty reassuring because I wasn't quite sure if that's the direction we were going. I, same, same boat. I also am very reassured by this. Yeah. The findings come from a nationally representative survey conducted by Pew of nearly 4,500 adult Americans this past January. According to the survey, 86% of Americans have at least a fair amount of confidence in scientists as a whole to act in the best interests of the public, Hmm. while 35% of those surveys had a great deal of confidence in them. So it's like, that's that's good. Could be higher. Right. It's not 100, but, you know, it's it's like, okay, but... Better than I thought. So in 2016, when people were surveyed, it was only 76%. So it went up 10% from 2016. That's really, really nice to hear, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, And additionally, science is seemingly, according to the survey at least, now the most trusted institution in the country, with the military being 82%, grade school principals 77%. (laughs) Uh, very similar. And then they, and then they pointed out what like the lower percent, some of the lower percentage, like I think it was just all these like public facing Mm -hmm. kind of like jobs. Um, let me guess politicians. Yeah. That was the lowest one. Doctors. No, not doctors, lawyers. Uh, no. Hmm. CEOs. Yes. Ha. Uh, how many are there? (laughs) There's just three that they listed as at the, towards Uh... the bottom. You'll be surprised by the third one, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to get it. What is it? The media. Oh, yeah. No, that actually makes sense, so, too. So, yeah. Also was, kind of reassuring. It's like... <laughs> In it's a way. It's bad, but it's good. It's like, you know why people are saying that? But yeah. But it's like, it's not a good thing right. to, be, to be that way, but like, As I know whole, why. I know why. Yeah, I kind of get it. But it's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You can't just trust things you hear, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, that's 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 <laughs> that's the thing. That's like, why I think it's good. It's yeah. more like people are being are skeptical. They're skeptical of a, things that they're being told. In a hopefully healthy way. Yeah, I hope as well. Well, the fact that scientists <laughs> are more trusted is a good sign, I think, yes. for that. So, yeah, CEOs and business leaders, politicians and the media, this is the bottom, so. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of just a nice, nice thing. Yeah. It made me feel that good. That makes, that's. Honestly, some of the best news I've heard recently. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> My next story is animal news. <laughs> this comes from sciencemag.org, All right. which I guess should be pretty trusted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> headline is, this shark glows using a process previously unknown to science. It like, glows in the dark? It or glows something? in the dark. Glow in the dark shark. Whoa. It rhymes. Glow in the shark. Glow glow in the shark. <laughs> glow in the shark. Glow in the shark. Glow in the shark. <laughs> that was just the Spider-Man theme yeah, song. That's right. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. Does whatever a glowy <laughs> glow shark, shark does. does. <laughs> the chain cat shark and the swell shark. 
That's a swell shark. Oh. Uh, which are native to the waters off the coast of Southern California and the U.S. Northeast, respectively, are the only sharks known to give off a green glow when exposed to light. Uh, now researchers have tracked down the source of this fluorescence, and it's nothing like they've seen before. Dun, dun, dun. I just love when they get all dramatic about things like this. Um, <laughs> Glowing jellyfish may be the most famous fluorescent sea creatures, and scientists have used their proteins to track proteins in cells that even uh, and uh, have even created glow-in-the-dark cats using these proteins. They have? I, which <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah. And also, I want one. Um, but when they took a piece of skin from these sharks and extracted all of the compounds, they were surprised. The glowing compounds weren't proteins at all, but were the products of the breakdown of an unusual form of the amino acid tryptophan. Uh, hmm. In animals, most of the tryptophan goes towards creating proteins, but some is converted to a compound called kinurinine, uh, which, is tr- which in turn is a building block for niacin, which is a vitamin, and is involved with diabetes, inflammation, depression, uh, depression and even cancer. But when an atom of the element bromine tags along, uh, this kinurinine releases a green glow when exposed to the blue light below the ocean's surface. So it's like this combination of the product of the breakdown of tryptophan, which is this canurinine, which I'm hoping I'm saying that somewhat close to correctly. Um, And this is what causes the green glow, which is different than apparently what's causing the jellyfish to glow. So it's a totally unknown form of bioluminescence. Um, Okay. And they also said no one knows with certainty why they glow, but it might help the shark uh, species tell each other apart. Uh, recognize potential mates since the males and females have different fluorescent patterns hmm. or even protect the sharks as one of the glowing compounds is known to kill bacteria. Oh. So they don't know why for sure, but it sounds like there's quite a few reasons that they would have evolved this trait. Yeah. Uh, so glow in the hmm. sharks. Glow in the sharks. Glow in the, the sharks. sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, that explanation, I, I don't quite understand why. Me neither. But... That sounds fascinating. It sure and I've sounds never heard of glowing sharks before. Yeah. And that's really cool. I guess I'm just going to trust the scientists here. Me too. I think I count myself in one of those 86% of people that uh, trust scientists. So Yeah, me too. I'd count myself in the 35% that really well, do. Me too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I, I, don't, have, okay, but so I they, don't know if I trust put the this source. <laughs> But you don't know if you trust the, the uh, media this, that this the came media. from? ScienceMag.com. I mean, it's got science in the so name. So if they've put these into a cat, <laughs> what else might they put the, this into? Uh, Ooh, what else um, could they make glow? You know what would be helpful is like glow-in-the-dark spiders so that you see them. <gasps> That's so terrible. Yeah, it's helpful, but it's but so you would terrifying. See them, That's so though. scary. It would actually it would, know it would be helpful. Were. What about like glow-in-the-dark butterflies? Ooh. That would be cool. That would be super cool. Or what about like glow in the dark like deer like the deer like <laughs> at night there's just these glowing expect like an animation yeah that's exactly that's exactly what I was gonna say it's like a patronus like yeah. in your backyard except it's glowing green <laughs> expecto radiation <laughs> <laughs> expecto Chernobyl all right it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Tentacles. 
Ready, set, go! Okay, I found something on CNN. The headline is, A French bulldog survived a six-story plunge from a New York building by landing in the luckiest spot. I'm the CEO. Wait. The C- <laughs> uh, apparently, last Friday, this French bulldog plummeted from a six-story building and then crashed through the sunroof of a parked car and was completely fine. Um, Winston, oh, <laughs> Winston, name of the, that's such a good Winston dog name. was taken to an emergency vet hospital with minimal injuries. Emma Heinrich, the dog's owner, was shocked that he survived. Um, she had just finished walking Winston when he escaped her grasp and ran away. She said the dog bolted up a set of stairs and out onto the roof through a door that was left open, and then he jumped off the edge of the roof. Um, but, uh, yeah, he just had a couple cuts on him and she just took him to the vet and, um, he was fine. So. Wow. That's so lucky. He had some, it looks like he had some bruising too, uh, like on his like chest, like his lungs. And they had to put him in like an oxygen chamber or something to like help his breathing for a little bit. But, but he's doing okay now. He's like fine. Yeah. Wow. Six stories. Six stories is a, is a lot of stories. And what are the chances, like, into a sunroof? Like, that's that's a pretty narrow window. Yeah. Like, literally. It's literally a narrow window. <laughs> literally a narrow window. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's just very lucky odds. Good job, Winston. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, I, not great jumping off I the mean, building. why did you jump off a roof or probably whatever? Probably don't but... do that, I guess. But uh, it's probably his first time up there. He didn't know what else to do. <laughs> so he jumped off the edge. I don't of know. <laughs> if you were a dog, what, what would you do when you thinking? were on a roof for the first time? I would just look. I don't know. I'd stand hmm. there and take the take in the view. Okay. If I were a dog. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. Right. Oh. Uh, anyway, Winston is fine. That's good. Uh, this comes from a website called kwch.com. <laughs> so. I don't know. All right. I'm guessing a local TV station or something. Um, I don't think we mentioned it at the top of breaking news, but we're recording this uh, a week early. So breaking is yes. breaking as of last week. Yes. By the time you listen to this, this will be last a week week's old. breaking news. So right. don't freak out. Uh, anyway, headline reads Frontier Airlines offers free flights to customers with last name Green or Green ending with an E. Why? I, that's, this is so, this is very weird. Um, it says, it says they're running a pro, they're running a promotion titled quote green week. Um, for eligibility, you have to legally confirm your last name is green or green with an E at the end. Um, but then it says it's called green week, but you have to book a flight that departs between 12 AM and 1159 PM on August 13th, only on August 13th, which would make me think it's green day. Maybe they didn't want to go with that because of the band name. I don't know. But if you book that flight, then the company will pay for your trip. If Why? your last name is Green. And this is the best part, and it makes no sense. According to the Frontier Airline website, the promotion is part of a six-year initiative to make their flights more, quote, green. That doesn't count. What? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, hey, Frontier? Okay, so since Frontier isn't their whole like branding the color green. Yeah. 
Okay, so at least that. That like why but, wouldn't that be the thing then? What is what is but this? what is this thing about making things more green? This isn't this make this has nothing sense. to do. Who came up with this? I don't know. It's a green week that lasts for a day, and it's not even like about being green. It's about no just sense. having the last name green. Also, it's only immediate family members. No, no one extended can like fly on this promotion. So sorry. I I, I don't, don't understand. It's very well, weird. It's weird. That is weird. That's just like grasping at straws. That is so grasping at straws. I gravitated to it for the headline, but I stayed for the in, like inconsistencies and. Total, like, it's missed week. opportunity. I like the idea of someone being like, yeah, it, it's a, a green day. And then someone being like, we can't, we we can't, can't do, do green that. day. That's a band. We'll call we it green week. Let's just call so it green So we're going to do it for a week? No. no. We're still going to do it for a day. We're just going to call it green week. We're just going to call it green week. Won't but that be? Why? No. No. Stop. Just, just, It's just been decided. It. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love making fun of like really bizarre marketing decisions. (laughs) It's just just fun. Yes. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And while you're there, it's been a while since I've asked. Since we've asked, uh, leave a a rating and a review. A little R&R. You uh, five stars. Enjoyed, Make it five stars. You enjoyed this experience, <laughs> and if you rate yeah, the show, I mean, and I don't know how you wouldn't. So five stars, and if you didn't, then don't then leave just anything. Don't say anything. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to. You really don't. So yeah. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.